Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It's the Brian Lehrer Show on WNYC. Good morning again, everyone. Here are two recent headlines very much in conversation with each other. Both of these were written by personal finance columnists. Here's the first. The day I put $50,000 in a shoebox and handed it to a stranger, I never thought I was the kind of person to fall for a scam. And here's the second. Put your smugness away. You are not too clever to be conned. Now, that first headline, the one about the person being scammed out of 50 grand in cash, is from a first-person story by a personal finance columnist at The Cut named Charlotte Cowles. Cowles gets a call she believes to be from Amazon, and the representative on the other end of the line alerts her to some apparent fraudulent activity on her account. They then transfer her call to what they say is the Federal Trade Commission, who then connects the fraud to a scary criminal case and tells her she and her family are in imminent danger. From there, the call is transferred to the CIA, they claim, and eventually she's out 50 grand. And if you're unsure how even an experienced personal finance columnist could fall for a scam of that sort, consider this from Michelle Singletary. Natural born skeptics might shake their heads at what they view as the gullibility of scam victims. You may consider yourself scam proof, but the sophistication of today's schemes can snare even the most cynical among us. Well, Michelle Singletary, personal finance columnist for the Washington Post, who wrote that, is the author of the other headline you heard at the top Put Your Smugness Away. You are not too clever to be conned. And she joins us now. Michelle, welcome back to WNYC. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And listeners, we're going to take calls for Michelle Singletary. How do you avoid scams? Or if you fell victim to a scam, maybe your experience can help the next person avoid falling into at least the one you fell for. Or what do you say to the person on the phone when you believe it is scam, there are some a scam. There are very clever retorts out there that I've heard some of. So, how do you avoid scams? What do you say to callers who you think are scammers? And tell us when you got scammed, so others can avoid it. Two one two four three three, WNYC, or ask a question of Michelle Singletary. Two one two four three three nine six nine two. Um. Michelle, maybe we should start with that Charlotte Cowles $50,000 alleged Amazon Federal Trade Commission CIA, of all things, scam. Yeah. What would have made it believable? Any idea? Well, I think it started with the Amazon call and someone saying, oh, we think someone has hacked into your account. And so a lot of us have experienced that, you know, I'll credit card being stolen, charges against us. And so that sounds very reasonable. Um, and then the person didn't ask for money. And that's uh, the the uh, personal finance uh, writer was saying that's sort of what took her guard down, that there were several calls before there was mention of money. And all the calls before that was like, oh, we really want to help you. There's this case against you. Somebody's been using your name and your social security number. And so they sort of weave this tale and they sound like they're helping you. And then obviously the whole intention is to get to the point where they're asking you for money. Um, 
Will the government ever ask you over the phone, just to put a fine point on it, to pay money in order to avoid arrest? No, absolutely not. Um, they won't ask you for money. They certainly wouldn't ask you for cash. You know, government wants to seize these. You know, send a check or money order, um, and and they won't ask you for a gift card. They won't ask you to wire the money. Um, and and you just any requests for money from the government in these ways, especially making it urgent that you're going to be arrested if you don't pay them, um, is a scam. It seems to me that the scam industry, for all the previous attempts to fight it, and if I can call it an industry, I realize it's a lot of scattered, uh, you know, individual scams. It seems like there's more of them out there all the time trying to fish for us in one way or another. Is that your impression? No, it's definitely an impression. In fact, in my column, I mentioned that the FTC just released some new, released some new data that showed about $10 billion that's what the B folks of uh, consumers losing money to fraud. That's a record high, ten billion. And here's the thing: that's just from people who reported it. There's many people who are too embarrassed um, and don't report the fraud. And it's increasing because it's easier to get to people now. You know, either through email or telephone, social media, even on our own personal mobile phones. At one point, you weren't getting calls on that and now they text message you and they're so sophisticated it looks so real um you know even uh, a friend of mine was her email was compromised and the scammer sent an email to her friends you know asking for money and in the 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 address it was her exact email address because we're told Mm. to hover over the email address and that's sort of a cue uh clue whether or not it's legit it was it was her legitimate email they had somehow taken it over and it was only it was only at that point that i said okay well i'm gonna need to call and see what's going on she said you know yes my email was hacked uh and it's just so unfortunate that they can get to us every you know all day all long in all these different forms james in mountain lakes has a story i think oh, hi, james, uh, you're on, hi you're on, yeah. on the air hi Hey, great. Love the show. Um, I had two different uh, episodes in particular. One, I was, uh, I'm a doctor and I got a call from individuals claiming to be from the DEA and saying that they needed my DEA number. But I mean, I was a little suspicious. They had like heavy Haitian accents, but I thought like, oh, I shouldn't be so uh, presumptuous that they're not uh, potentially actual DEA agents. But then, um, you know, I just, they were too suspicious and I just hung up on them. Then I called the actual DEA and I got some people on the phone who sounded like actual uh, officers. And uh, they told me it happens all the time. Then I, I, I was caught off guard. I was in a foreign country. I was like on a treadmill and I got a text, uh, something about fraudulent activity on my credit card. And I kind of fell for it. I put in a few things and then I realized, Oh, I'm getting totally scammed. And then, you know, I just, the things I gave them, I changed my passwords, nothing ever happened. But you have to be careful, especially when you're distracted, I think. Thank you for those two stories. Um, anything ring a bell there for you, Michelle, that would lead to a kind of general tip for how to recognize a scam? 
Yeah. So think about it. He said two things that, you know, the, the immediacy of what you need to respond. Like if you don't respond right now, your account is going to be taken over or your account is going to be shut down. And then people are distracted. They're going about their day. It, you know, they know how to catch you. They can hear it. Um, and so I will tell people, um, and this is why I wrote the column. We are nobody. You, everyone is, it could be conned because these people are so clever. So here's the biggest tip I can give you. If they want want you to rush scam um, and, and in fact you have more protections if you don't act than if you do because a lot of people won't get their money back because they they don't know that they're participating in the scam but they're participating in the scam if they give if you give them information if you they you know send a code to your phone and you give them that code number so the financial institutions will say well you gave them that information you participated in your own victimization so in fact not doing anything gives you more because if they take money out or they do something and you did not have any contact you didn't give them any information the law is on your side uh, more than if you act quickly really good tip lucille and hazlitt you're on wnyc with michelle singletary hi lucille hi love your show um i was i was uh, i have a podcast called not so famous in new jersey where i uh I interview people from New Jersey that are in the arts. And I contact, I went to the Facebook page of a pretty famous comedian who used to live in Middletown and said she had really loved to, to interview you. So I got a message back from her saying, oh, that's great. I'd love to. I'm going to put you in touch with my booking manager. Well, long story short, I mean, I'm out about $150, which isn't bad. <laughs> but it was like I had to pay for, you know, her security and it was like went over a couple of days back and forth. And finally, I was like, I'm going to, this is over the weekend. Monday, I called her agent's office and they got back and they said, no, she doesn't have a Facebook page. It's not her. <laughs> so I don't know how this person managed to do that. But the same thing happened with me with Air Canada. I had a problem with Air Canada. I put a message on their on their page and then I got messages back going, oh, I'm the customer service person. Let me, you know. And then all of a sudden it was like, well, you know, put this app on your phone and uh, put it in Kenyan doll. I'm like, bye. Nope. <laughs> Just yeah. hung up on them. Lucille, thank you. Um, again, Michelle, anything instructive there, maybe in particular, what to say or do when you've decided that you are being scammed? So a couple of things struck out to me. One thing, when we answer these scam calls, and then in her case, give them money, you actually get on another list. So these scammers share lists of people who have fallen for the scams, and then you can be uh, scammed again. And that's probably how this also happened with her. So the moment you're scammed, even though she mentioned it was just $150, I hope Lucille filed a complaint, um, particularly with the FTC. Um, so you can go, uh, the where you send it is f, uh, reportfraud.ftc.gov. And if you can't remember all that, you're driving or you're busy working, just go to the ftc.gov website and you'll see links for their fraud page. So if you are scammed, please, please report it because it helps them, not necessarily on your case, but it helps them build a case. They can also spot trends. And, and if you get a call or text and you suspect it's a scam, don't don't talk to the person. Don't, because sometimes people want to engage them and trick them and, you know, make them frustrated. Just 
in conversation, hang up the phone. Don't engage the scammers. And if you're scammed, please, please report it. Um, I think that's a question that a lot of people have about reporting, because I think a lot of people, even when they decide that a, a call or a email or whatever they get is a scam, they just ignore it because they think there's no point in reporting it because the person, maybe they're overseas, uh, whatever, and how could they be traced anyway? But you're saying they can in some cases, they can. Like on your text message, you might get a uh, someone will say, hey, hey, Mary, where have you been? And you're not Mary. And you think, oh, well, you're going to respond and say, I'm not Mary. You got the wrong number. So now they have confirmed that that's a real number. So when it comes up, oftentimes there's a little notice at the about at the, about, at the uh, end of the text that says report this. Um, I forget the exact words, but it'll say something like report it. So definitely click that. Delete it. Report it, then delete it. Um, and so if you go to the FCC.gov website, there's a whole list of where who you should report the scam to. If you sent a wire transfer, if you sent a gift card, if you sent money through the mail. And so what often happens is it, the scammers sometimes leave a trail that the officials can follow, not all the time, but sometimes. And if it's a scam that is happening a lot, they can then alert the public. So every time you get an email that you think is a scam, forward it to the email provider so that they can build a case to see where it's coming from. And that will help the next person not be victimized. Francine in Manhattan, you're on WNYC. Hi, Francine. Hi, how are you? I'm, I have a trick. When my mother-in-law was alive, she was an elderly New Yorker, and she would get these scam calls all the time. And what we told her to say was, thanks so much for calling. Please call my, da my daughter-in-law, who's a lawyer. And inevitably, they would all hang up every single time. Thank you so, very much. So, Do you like that response? I, 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 well, I understand why they did it, but here's the thing, and, and technology has evolved. You don't want to say anything because now they have systems where they can capture the victim's voice, use that to maybe enter a bank. Because now, like my bank has a system where I, my voice is my password. And so if they capture words, they can piece it together to call your bank. And, and it is your voice. So and don't do what, I mean, I, I understand why they told their mother-in-law to do that, but don't do that. Do not say anything. Just hang up because you don't want them to capture your voice that can then be used. And in some cases, there's these scams where uh, a relative, uh, they claim a relative has been kidnapped or in jail. And if they've captured your voice, they can play it and make it sound like that is little Bobby or Susie or whomever. And you're wow. like, that is her voice. And so you don't want to say yes or no or anything. Just hang up immediately. How about this? That my mom has done, credit to my mom for trying to play the scammers. Um, when they uh, sometimes call up with the, the grandma scam, you know, grandma, I'm in trouble. I need your help. And she's done things like, oh, Scott, is that you? When she doesn't have a grandchild named Scott. <laughs> and then they get caught and they go away. 
Yeah, you know, I again, you don't want to play with these folks. Um, some of them will hang up and never bother with you again. Some of them are crime syndicates. And if they get too mad with you, they can actually, and this has happened in some cases with scam victims, they will send, they will call the police and say someone is shooting at your house or they heard gunshots. And then the SWAT team shows oh, up boy. at your house. And so they that's how they get back at the people who mess with them. So don't mess with the criminals. Just hang up. Don't play along. Don't give them any more information. Again, for one thing, you don't want them to capture your voice. And you, these are criminals, folks. Uh, and you don't know how lethal they are. So j- just hang up. We're out of time except for you to say if there's any place, besides reading your column, because you cover this well, that people can go to as sort of uh, a website clearinghouse or something like that to see what scams are prevalent right now? Yeah, I, and, and I'll, I'll definitely um, the FTC.gov, I know I've mentioned it several times, but they have so much great information. And the other thing is they will alert you to the newest scams. So they actually have a blog post that sort of talks about what's happening now. And so I read it all the time. And you should like bookmark it and just read it and pass it on to your friends. So two things. Everybody, please send the link to this show to everybody that you know, and just don't answer any. Don't trust anybody. If I if if I called you, don't trust me. If Brian calls you, don't trust it. You know, always go to the source, and don't act right away. That is your actually best protection. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but if someone takes money out of your account and you never initiated any kind or anything, you're going to get your money back. So tell everybody, spread this word because this is an epidemic. And I, every, I know every, you probably know somebody who knows somebody who was scammed. And I'm, I'm very concerned, particularly for people um, as they get later in life. Um, and they, actually, the scammers are going after young people. They know people, so it's not an old people thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need to help each other by spreading the word that these cons are out there. And just don't, if you don't remember anything I tell you, just don't believe anybody. Just say, I don't know. I don't trust you. I'm going to hang up and find the number independently. Michelle Singletary, personal finance columnist for The Washington Post, where you can find her recent story, Put Your Smugness Away, You Are Not Too Clever to Be Conned. Michelle, was that really you? Uh, no, I know it was you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, well, oh, that's funny. I got it now. <laughs> it, it is truly me, but don't believe it. Go I don't to the believe website it. and make sure that, that is may my or may not have been Michelle Singletary <laughs> with great advice. Thanks, Michelle. Brian Lehrer on WNYC. More to come.